Thanks for tuning in to the Connected Educator Podcast, the podcast for people with a goal of making virtual connections that empower and impact you along your EDU journey. I am your host, Cassie Reeder, education consultant and Connected Educator. Welcome to the show. The New Teacher Chat Academy. I am a part of the moderators um, of the New Teacher Chat, so the hashtag NT Chat. If you search for that on social media, you will find it. Um, and this year, I'm really excited because last year we brought it back after it had been um, on hold for about two years. And this year, we're going to be bringing it back again. So, in case you wanted to know what the New Teacher Chat is, Basically every month on the second Wednesday of the month, we have a chat and it is geared around um, the idea of what it's like as a new teacher in the classroom. So this is obviously applicable for any educator, um, but we really want to talk about topics that are gonna support a new teacher and really provide them with ideas and things they might not think about, um, you know, as they're struggling through the first year, trying to just stay afloat. Um, so in August, we're gonna do a new teacher chat academy, which means that every week in August, we are going to have a different chat topic. And the topics for the month are uh, classroom management is our first week. Lesson planning is the second week. Delivery of instruction is the third week. And um, the fourth week is how to work with parents. And then on the first week of September, we're also going to have one more chat for our academy. And that chat is going to be about building relationships. So I'm very excited because we're gonna be bringing it back. We're gonna have so many chats this month and I really hope you guys will join us. But more importantly, we're going to have guest moderators. Um, so I know that we have um, a couple of people we're asking to guest moderate. So you'll be able to connect with those people aside from just um, myself, Lisa and Chuck, which are the general like normal moderators. But we're also gonna have prizes. We have some great prizes and some great books um, that we're gonna be able to offer to people who join in. So check out my social media accounts. We will be posting more information later about that. But um, if you look for the hashtag in chat, you'll find out about our chat and the prizes and all of that stuff that is going to be happening. The first instance I had of uh, collaborating after Sundog was a company called Sandlabs. And I worked alongside uh, a range of teachers there, and we were looking at uh, developing learning sequences for some ed education technology. After that, we had a, a wonderful opportunity, me and one of, one of the employees who's still working there, uh, on something called Connected Educator Appreciation Day. And we presented together uh, STEAM learning in the classroom and how uh, we envisioned and how others across the world, we had a, a, a team of panelists who answered questions and, and gave ideas for how they could um, suggest STEAM be used in the classroom. And that, in fact, STEAM isn't necessarily a subject, but a way of being in the classroom because STEAM isn't just science, technology, uh, engineering, the arts, maths. It's, it's the collaboration. It's the cooperation between them that, that becomes almost like a, 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 an ethos in the room of exploration, of um, construction and such. 
these kind of connections, along with the one that, that, that you, Cassie, are still linked to, which is uh, EdChange Global, um, have been instrumental in me in terms of energizing, in terms of encouraging me to see I'm doing the right thing. It can be very lonely when you're self-employed. It can be very difficult to um, apply again for another post. But there are times when, when you have your connections and you can reach out to them and say, hey, how are you doing? I'm having a tough time. Or, hey, how are you doing? You'll never guess what just happened. And both times, the people in your network, in your, in your connection group, will come back and say, fantastic. Or they'll say, talk with me. Let, let's share. And having that professional uh, way to connect with others is something that is vital. It is so helpful. But it's so um, supportive in that they know what you're going through as a professional in your field. It's all fine and good having your, your wife or your kids saying, you can do it, Dad, or you can do it, honey. But without appreciating uh, where you've come from in a place where, for example, for you, Cassie, coming from a, a position of stability, I had a classroom job and I was all right there. I wasn't going to lose my job. I was always getting a regular paycheck. Yeah. It's just something in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, you know, this, this isn't for me anymore. There's something else calling me. And you, you had to follow it. And I think taking that first step is difficult, was difficult for me. Uh, out of the classroom and into Sundog, I left teaching behind. I didn't go for a career break, and I could have. And a career break would allow me a spot to go back to the school. I thought, i got to need the clean break because I don't want to go after a couple years and say, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to go back to the safety and security. I love working at some time. I thought the whole, um, the challenge was amazing. The, the, the variety of learning was fantastic. And um, I like what I'm doing now. That's actually the first time I've ever heard your your full story in its entirety. Some of the words that really popped out to me that I have written down here were a growth mindset and just an openness and like a welcomeness to connect and collaborate and um, what's the other word you use? Cooperate with others. And a lot of times I don't feel like we think about that cooperation aspect. Um, so I really appreciate that you brought that out. So one of the things that you mentioned uh, there was, you know, the, the willingness to share and just provide things for other people. And I mean, everything that we've talked about in our conversation today really goes back to making connections, whether it be face to face or via email or, you know, you've just barely touched on Twitter and those connections, um, which I know for the two of us has played a huge role in connecting us and to help us to be able to, you know, grow our friendship um, personally and professionally. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you was in terms of social media, Twitter, like what was the tool that you started first using to connect with others? I'd say that initially when it came to um, working outside the classroom and coming back, because once I worked a short time at Sundog full time, I came back and I worked part-time school and part-time Sundog for, for a couple of years. And it was that opportunity to have my foot in the um, both pools, as it were, and, and engage in two different ways in two different settings. It allowed me to think, okay, how can I have some of what I'm doing here marry up with what I'm doing over here to improve both cases? And it was through that, again, the network that I, that I helped to foster and grow uh, when it came to the work done with Sundog, how could I do that in schools? And one of the things was uh, uh, social media. Uh, what was being 
advocated when I was there was Microsoft uh, 365. And one of the tools that, that I'd used there was, as it happens, I guess it's more of a within a classroom kind of social media. And that was OneNote. And OneNote, what I found with that one was that the pupils themselves are sharing within the classroom what they're doing with each other. And maybe that's not conventionally what you call social media and that you're not going on and having chats and things or sharing posts, but the kids were. And in the learning, they were having the opportunity to share their learning and share their ideas digitally across the room and across the town. Beyond that, because I didn't see that happening easily with teachers, it was then a case of, but how can I connect with the teachers and have their students connect with the pupils where I'm at? And Skype in the classroom was a big one for that. Initially, and again, my Twitter, my Twitter uh, uh, role back about five or six years was less than 100, about 30, 30 odd people I, I followed because I hadn't used Twitter and hadn't, hadn't known the power of, of really of networks yet. So once I had that opportunity to exist outside of the classroom and saw the need uh, for, for expanding my horizons through the likes of a, of a, of a network, I got onto to Skype. And then once I saw Skype happening and, and how Skype and Twitter were complementing each other, I jumped on Twitter, I think, a lot more heavily. Um, on Twitter, I found teachers who were like-minded and uh, who had a similar goal of improving, of, of improving beyond what they knew they could do. And it's that part there which I think, when you go for your your uh, professional development courses within your district, not to not to uh, speak ill of any council or any any, any region or any any state as is in the states, but their list of of ways to improve it is finite. And it's all fine and good if what you want to work on is in the list that that region you work in has. But it becomes far more difficult when what you want to do, you want to improve, isn't available where you are. And I found that through Twitter, uh, you could ask about that and learn about that and, and then find links to places you didn't know existed. So I'd say that with Twitter, I started to grow after being with Sumdog uh, uh, and, and follow people and read their stuff. Like, goodness me. What a great idea that is. I would never have thought of that. First of all, I'd say really that OneNote did become a, a step into social networking for me. Uh, Skype became a second step into it. But again, Skype was limited in that you're one-to-one, -one, and you turn off. And you might talk to them again, but you might not. Twitter, however, becomes always there. And there's always something you could find if you wanted to look for it. There's always a, a hashtag you could search about and see other people are posting about this too. I might follow some of these folks. I might ask them some questions how they worked on this because it's new for me. And that opportunity to find out about it without taking really the big plunge of investing time and resources and, and, and trialing it in your classroom by asking someone else first, what was the what were the sticking points you found? What was the, the major first benefit you found? How quickly did you find it came about? How's your school supported this? Do you have management support? Uh, where are you? <laughs> and these sort of things, again, again, it uh, really supported more improvement. So when I had, uh, within Scotland, I found that there were others using OneNote in schools. I joined up with the OneNote, uh, and, and I followed OneNote for education. I followed Microsoft for education. And the tweets that come from there, like, oh, my goodness, look at the other things that OneNote could do that I didn't know that they could do. And all the, the education additions that came along for, for encouraging uh, users to read 
by by supporting their reading by um, changing the layouts for for those with dyslexic tendencies or uh, reading aloud some words that are tricky. So it was again through Twitter that I expanded upon my ability with with the technologies that I use in the classroom fairly regularly. I became better than I was uh, through social media. It was again I wouldn't have known that I could have done this had I stayed just with the professional development that's more static and more uh, location-based. And I think what I, what I really enjoyed was the evolution of the teaching council where I'm at in Scotland, that freedom again. I've used the word freedom a lot today in this talk. Freedom to uh, take your path and get to the same goal in whatever route you want to take is available through social network. It's available through professional learning networks and connected educators. Um, if I hadn't gone the route of, of engaging beyond the four walls, I don't want to think how it would be. I, the thing is, you know, I'd be happy probably because I wouldn't know any different. But I would not be who I am today. I wouldn't have the confidence uh, to engage with others who perhaps are more knowledgeable than me in a topic. I wouldn't have the confidence to ask them, how'd you start? Now I think that's a wonderful question to ask. Anyone who's, who's beginning a journey of connectedness, that's the first question you should ask. How do you start? And the second question you should ask is, what is what are the benefits for you? I think if a person can ask answer both those questions, and it might take a while to answer that, those questions, but if a person can answer those questions well for a new person, that's a great benefit for that new person, I'm sure, because it would likely encourage more and more teachers to take that first step. Well, um, I'm like practically in tears over here <laughs> and you gave me chills so many times. You know, I really loved your story and your journey and your story is so different than anyone else that I've interviewed. And that, that's what I love about it is we all have different routes and different ways that we've gotten to be connected educator. There is not a one size fits all at, in any way or shape or form. You started with Skype and then or OneNote actually, which led you to Skype, which led you to Twitter and so on and so forth. And I have a completely different story, but that's what I love is that we all end up at this point of being connected and we all bring our different experiences and our different skill sets and we're able to collaborate and learn so many things from each other. And as you said, like the sky is practically the limit. Like once you start connecting and building relationships with other people, because that's really what it is all about. It's just building relationships with people that can push you and help you to grow and, you know, teach you new things. And I have learned so much from you over the past, like I said, almost year that it's like, it's been such a, a very valuable relationship in my life and you never know what could come out of it. So, um, I mean, you pretty much answered all the other questions that I was going to ask you. But I love the, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I love the 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 part that you mentioned at the end, and I kind of want to close with this, is, is that you had those two questions. How do you start and what are the benefits for you? And I think those are great questions to ask, um, you know, and, and in listening to this podcast, I try to give tips on, again, how to start and then how it's going to benefit you just by listening to the, uh, the guests, um, experiences like you've shared today with us, Michael. So, um, thank you so much for everything that you've shared. And the last thing I do want to do is ask you to share with the audience that is listening. Um, how can they connect with you? Because 
there's so much that they can learn from you and all of your Skype and OneNote and Microsoft knowledge, um, you know, he's a great contact for that. He's very um, well-versed in that space and he also has a lot of connections. So if you are looking to learn more about how he sees that um, implemented or any of the other stuff he's talked about, um, then you should definitely connect with them. So Michael, how can our listeners connect with you? And um, I guess, where can they find you in the next couple of months? Are you gonna be at any events or online? Um, what does that kind of look like? Going through through the school system toward the end of the time was in the school system, was a big push for closing the attainment gap. And what I found, what was being pushed by, by the government here was that we need to, in some way, catch up these learners who are falling behind their peers and catch them up so that they can be with their peers again. And I had great um, reservations about that because I think that rushing anyone through a curriculum when they're behind to catch up to those who are, who are ahead is educationally mistake. And it's really not supporting the learners who are there. So when it came to me moving on beyond um, some dog and beyond the classroom, I started my company and called it Fill the Gap Learning. And the tagline that I used was, why close the gap when you can fill it? And the, the idea behind Fill the Gap Learning is that it's not an aim to catch up to those ahead of you. It's an aim to help you see what's missing, fill the spaces in, and then you won't need me anymore or any other extra support anymore because you have the foundation you should have had a while ago. What I found in my years of teaching and years of tutoring as well is that the reason why some individuals are behind is if it's not for the sake of, of uh, mental difficulties or, or physical difficulties that can impede learning, it's often a case of mislearning or mislearned uh, information. And that makes for a very, very shaky foundation. So the goal of what I do is to identify that area or areas where something happened to take you off the regular path. Once identifying that, we would go and we would seek to address that uh, area of need and then remedy it as best we could. Once that area was remedied, then you would go on your path because that gap would be filled. So my website is fillthegaplearning.co.uk. Uh, my Twitter handle is at fillthegaplearn because they can't let me do learning. It's not in it's two letters, which is a shame. Um, there are Facebook groups I'm part of, which is Fill the Gap Learning. And I also work with an organization as a, as a co-organizer for SEDWAD, which is an acronym for Connected Educator Appreciation Day. And that's C-E-D-U-A-D. Uh, as well, there's a website for that. And, and again, it's really reinforcing this idea about take a step beyond, meet someone, meet with someone that you don't know and learn from them and learn with them and teach them something new as well. As it happens as well, uh, Cassie is an organizer of this said word too, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to Twitter and you find me, which is at fillthegaplearn, you'll see that I follow a number of things and you'll certainly find my posts that link the hashtag sedwad, C-E-D-U-A-D. My email address is also based upon the website. So my name is Michael. Uh, it's michael at fillthegaplearning.co.uk. And it's F-I-L-L-T-H-E-G-A-P-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G. And I know you can spell, but there you go, just in case. Um, feel free to drop me a line if you'd like to connect with me. 
feel free to drop me a line on Twitter too because I'm there most days reading or sharing or having a laugh with my team. <laughs> that was absolutely wonderful, Michael. Thank you so much for all that you shared. And I hope that I have learned so much from you today. Like, like I said, I've got notes and notes and pages and pages, <laughs> but if you learn anything from Michael, learn that he is a wonderful person to connect with and you can just learn so many things from him. He's, he's just incredible. So are you a brand new or a longtime connected educator that has a story to tell about your experiences? I would love for you to join me on my podcast the Connected Educator Podcast, and be able to use your story to impact the lives of others. We all started somewhere, but everyone has a different road in how they became connected. If you're interested in joining me for my podcast and sharing your own story, please let me know. To do so, visit cassiereader.com forward slash podcasts and click on share your story at the top of the page. Thanks for listening in to the Connected Educator Podcast. For the notes and archived podcasts, visit cassiereader.com forward slash podcast.